Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am so excited to bring you this recording today because I had an incredibly powerful conversation with Megan, the guest on the show today. And we actually just had this conversation this morning. And this is very unusual for me to just throw up a podcast episode when it's recorded. I do have a queue where um, I have guests pre-recorded conversations. And then as the time comes on a Thursday, you know, in the order in which they were recorded is primarily how these guest episodes are released. But this morning I had this Holy Spirit filled conversation with Megan and I have not been able to stop thinking about it and stop thinking about the things that she said and the truth that she redirects us to in this podcast episode. And it is just so good. So I encourage you to grab your notebooks or a notepad, grab, grab your phone, wherever it is that you keep notes, because you are going to want to take them today and listen in to this powerful episode. Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. All right, I am super excited to be back on the show with you guys today. I have Megan Bruners. Okay, I'm like, I never checked how to pronounce your last name. Megan Bruners. She is a kingdom coach, a two-time international best-selling author, and mom to her little miracle, Joshua. Megan, I am so excited for this conversation that we are going to have today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything you'd like to add to that bio before we jump in? No, I think you've just pretty much... um summed it up right there um, I'm not really one for titles and all of that or even here when I share my story but we have to start somewhere isn't it <laughs> yes yeah exactly but this is yeah this has been a long time coming so I am so expecting for what for just what the word what the Lord wants me to share on this platform today Yes, yes. I'm super excited. We were just talking before we hit record that um, one time Megan had to reschedule. I had to reschedule. And then today we had this scheduled and I I woke up with a, a sore throat, a little bit of a stuffy nose. So bear with us today because I know this message is going to be powerful. And again, right before we hit record, Megan and I just automatically jumped into this really, really powerful conversation, kind of stemming from this idea of... Um, in previous conversations, Megan's referred to herself as a purpose midwife. 
And I just think that's a really powerful terminology. Um, we, we were talking about how God has kind of had her in the season of, of obedience. And I feel like he's been the same with me. We have just been getting download after download of all these inspired ideas and like pushes and pulls from God of, of where to move. And, um, Megan said, when we mind his business, he takes care of us. And, and so Megan, can you start us off just sharing a little bit of a testimony of how did you, how did you maybe go from being a mom and, and a woman, um, to, to just having almost these like prophetic downloads and, and, uh, really stepping out into obedience and, and hearing from God and knowing kind of what he's calling you to. Um, gosh, Sasha, I've got so many testimonies, testimonies to share, but if I should share one, it would be me becoming a mom. And what basically happened was, so, you know, as teenagers, um, we we pulled into so many directions. So I I had an identity identity crisis. I had self esteem issues. Um, I had all, all I had all types of addictions, um, approval addiction, and um, just some of the other things that I'll mention to you in a bit as well. But my 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 adult life was I was looking for love and 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 I settled for lust and. So I was really pulled into, into dating um, and not knowing my heavenly father. So I never really, I knew about God, but I never had a relationship with him because my, my background is very, um, stems from religion, a lot of religion, no relationship. We know about going to church on a Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, we still live, you know, life as, as, just as 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 the world as, as any unbeliever. Um, and then I, I had a, and an awakening, I had a divine encounter, um, 2013, where I met the Lord in my living room, and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, and what happened was, when, when, when I heard God speak to me, that was the same time the Holy Spirit was dealing with my husband, which was my partner at the time, so we got saved the same hour, the same second, the same day, so, but the difference was I was in, in, in Cape Town and he was in Mozambique. And that's two countries totally separate from one another. So already God started working in us, um, how he called us for a purpose. So I have my individual purpose. He has his, but we were also called as a couple. So then already I could see like, okay, wow, this God is really powerful. How, how did I miss this? Like, is this what I was missing? And so we journeyed together. Um, and then what happened was we got married and then when we got married we we trusted the Lord for for our for our for our for son or whatever the Lord saw fit and then we only got blessed with Joshua after praying for eight years so you know people would ask you so when's the baby coming in so I you know as a woman you we've got this condemnation. So I, I had a lot of shame, I had a lot of guilt, a lot of condemnation. I feel so many labels were placed on me, cultural stereotypes. I just felt I, I, I felt naked, right? Where people would look at you and they would put all these expectations on you. So I was very much into people pleasing, pleasing people. It was just so tiring. I was burnt out. I was tired. I just wanted to take off the mask and say enough is enough, you know, I know there's more. 
And my favorite scripture is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, where God speaks about, you are no longer an old creation, but you are now a new creation. So for me, it took a journey with God to take off the mask. So there was a lot of layers that I placed on me or people placed on me, words spoken over me that I now had to take off and remove. And this is how I journeyed with God. I started seeking his face. I started seeking his presence. I started fasting, fasting, praying, giving. Those three things was my lifestyle. I didn't just woke up one day, obeyed God, and then got breakthrough. The reason why many don't get their breakthrough is because we have given up on the pursuit. When we pursue God, it's an active thing. So when we seek his face, we need to come into his presence before he can actually answer us. So what we do is a lot of times we wait on God and he's waiting on us. So how do you know the difference between when you need to wait and when you need to move? And what I can tell you is when we grieve Holy Spirit, his voice gets softer and softer. It becomes a whisper. But the more we obey God, that is when we can recognize the voice of God. That is when we know. And God doesn't just speak to us in an audible voice. No, he uses people. He uses our environment. He uses um, like a, the still voice. But we, when, when we open up our eyes and actually look at things for what it is, we'll actually see God in it. But what I want to tell you, Sasha, is what separates us from the voice of God is when people hurt and betray us. I just felt strongly that I needed to share this, and that is why we can't hear God's voice, because our hearts has been hardened. We are still sitting with unforgiveness. So unforgiveness, that, that definitely um, it, it, it keeps us from getting that breakthrough because people have hurt us, not just family, not just relationships, but also in the business being a mompreneur, being a kingdom entrepreneur, if you can't manage your emotions when people come for you, that is something that needs to be on top of our list. How do we master our emotions, especially as women, you know, especially as moms? We need to master our emotions so that when we are placed in situations where which is not really ideal, we need to overcome that. So, so I'm, I'm really expecting for the season because our son Joshua is, is our little miracle. He's nine months old to, um, on Monday. So um, when, when he was born and when we just look back on the journey that God has taken us on, it was, it was, it was really, it was an inspirational journey and a lot of people people's lives were touched by it because that was actually the testimony so during the eight years while we were praying for him the Lord spoke to us and said this is your testimony the eight years that you waited it wasn't about you it was about the lives that was going to be touched by you people know that you were praying for Joshua People know that you didn't get the breakthrough when you, when you fasted for it. So now it's not, it's my glory that's going to be revealed through you. So when, when, when you ask me the question, where does prophecy come in? 
in society, we have used the word prophecy and made it like a hocus pocus word, right? But if we go biblically and we go back to the Bible, even when God's, when he said, let it be light, that was a prophecy, right? Even when he breathed breath in our lungs, that is a prophecy. So everything from the beginning, from the book of Genesis was a prophecy, the mere fact that we are having this conversation. So if you want to make the word practical, prophecy will then be a, it's either divine revelation from God or it's a godly inspired um, word. So, but the difference comes in when we avail ourselves and say, okay, Lord, use me just as I am. I'm not qualified, but you qualify the call. And I think that is, Sasha, that was a mouthful right there, but um, that is just a, a, a preview of, 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 of my, part of my testimony, how, how I journeyed with God when, when, when people were asking us, like, when are you going to have a baby? Um, I'm, my response would always be in God's time, in God's time. Yes, and amen. Wow. I have chills after hearing all of that. I know we talked before and and really just hit it off. And our stories, I feel like are very similar, which is crazy, you know, being in different parts of the world and um and everything like that. But but I would agree with you. I feel like my major shift happened in becoming a mom, very similar to um like even even you were talking about you know, uh, for a period of time, you were looking for love, settled for lust, struggling with addictions and things like that, had this kind of religion mentality over, over actual like relationship with God. And I, I believe mine came about before motherhood, but becoming a mom shifted so much for me because I also had this journey of, it was, uh, 10 years right before our 10 year, um, wedding anniversary is when our son came to our family. Um, God hasn't brought me a biological child. I don't know if that will ever happen on this side of, of heaven. Um, but it was still this seven year period of waiting, um, before my husband was even on board with pursuing adoption. And so, um, I hear you when you're talking about this shame or condemnation or just feeling naked or, or without, or, or looking to God, like you say, children are like the fruit of the womb is, is, you know, a heritage to the Lord and, and a blessing and all of this, like, what is wrong with me? And even, I feel like there's a lot in religion or in the church that doesn't answer those questions for somebody who is struggling with infertility or walking through that weight. But, but when we can lean into God and have that relationship with him, he's able to provide our heart, those answers. I love so much that you shared about this awakening that you had kind of like in your room alone, but then your, your husband had the same thing, like in a different geographical location, like that is so incredibly powerful. And, um, and I love that you brought up Second uh, Corinthians five seven, a new creation. That's that's a verse that really resonates with my heart as well. And um, when you were talking, you know, about seeking His face and and about being a journey with God and taking off the mask, that's when I was just like chills because I'm like, yes, and amen. And and the verse that came up for me, funny enough, it was from my quiet time this morning, it was Titus three. 
um, and it's actually five through seven, he saved us not on the basis of our deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy and the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And I just think that is so powerful. And that that brought me to the question this morning, okay, how do you hear or feel or or see the Holy Spirit? Because that's what I was hearing kind of later in your testimony and when you were sharing about, you know, it's this it's this pursuing God. It's an active thing of waiting on God because he's, he's waiting on us and it's about God's glory. And when you're speaking about, about prophecy, I'm like, he has given all of us the Holy spirit. And, and yet I think, especially in, in America or this modern 21st century, maybe it's across the, the globe, but I feel like so much like you were saying, that hardness of heart, that unforgiveness, those things other people have have spoken to us or about us, traumas that we've experienced, I think so much in our own mindset can like truncate the Holy Spirit. Like we can't hear that. We can't feel that. And when we do, we second guess ourselves or question ourselves or question God or question the Holy Spirit. And so I don't know if you have anything to add to that because I have lots to add. Do I have time? Go ahead. You you I need to do away. a teaching on this. Like you are just like, gosh, uh, gosh. When so the Lord called me to to my prophetic office. Um, I was ordained as a prophet. Um, I know a lot of people. I just needed to share that because, especially with women in ministry, um, the fivefold giftings. That is the spiritual gifts are there not just for the church but also for the marketplace, and that is my mandate. So um, being a prophetic voice in the marketplace, I don't take that lightly. The reason why I'm a coach is because of my assignment. It's not because I would love like to be a coach. It's because the Lord has assigned me to be a coach. Um, because of, 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 of um, I believe the Lord is calling, calling us as his daughters to take territory, um, to advance his kingdom in the marketplace. But what does that look like, you know? So... When, when, when my journey started about um, just hearing God's voice, I can tell you, um, I can give you quite a few, a few keys for, for the listeners who's listening in and just love to apply that to their lives. So firstly, I just want to say that um, even before I knew Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit is a person, it's not a king, it's not a wind, it's not a dove, it's a person, right? So the Holy Spirit is, 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 our, is our comforter, it's, it's a counselor. Holy Spirit is on standby always. It's our advocate. So it's it's like like you would speak to a friend. That is how I speak to the to the Holy Spirit. And I love the Holy Spirit so much because I can't live my life without his leading and his guidance. Everything that I do, my whole being, the decisions that I make, the, um, the lifestyle, the life that I live. Thank God that we can come to repentance, you know, when we know that we've, we've grieved Holy Spirit, that we can repent and um, just, you know, change the, our thoughts um, and our words. And it's something that I've actually just taught my clients. I call it the five ways to catch your thought. So we are spirit, mind, and, and, and body, right? And um, spirit, soul, and body. So we are spirit beings. Um, with a soul in a body 
So our soul is comprised out of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So just think about it this way. We can be um, spirit, spiritually matured, right? So you can have um, a relationship with God, um, with your spirit, but your soul, you, you are living with soul wounds. And so many times when we struggle to hear the voice of God, it's because we haven't dealt with our traumas. We haven't dealt with our soul wounds. We haven't dealt with our soul ties. So if you want to, to, in, to increase your, um, or get to a place where you hear God clearer, you need to ask yourself, what is causing that blockage, right? Have you put up a defense? Is there still things, thoughts that you are striving with? You know, what, what is your mindset like? Do you, are you still, do you still have faulty thinking? Because we can say it's Holy Spirit, but then it's not. I've heard so many people say, I've heard from Holy Spirit, but your actions and the fruit doesn't show. So first of all, it needs to edify, right? If anyone speaks over you, it needs to edify you, right? And it needs to be biblical, um, and then also th there needs to be some sort of activation or re um, revival in your spirit. So that, that because what I found is in the marketplace, but also um, in the church setting is people would be hurt by church members, by authority. Um, that is, I've heard so many, so many stories of people that have been hurt in the church. Um, I've come from that, I've healed from that, but I've seen so many struggle to get out of that. That is not red flag number one. Go back to the root when it started. Uh, I spoke to uh, uh, another client of mine and, and, and I could identify that was a root cause that kept her stuck. Can you believe it? She was stuck because someone uh, said, a, said a word over her that wasn't in line with the word of God and that word curse was over her. So then she ultimately suppressed the giftings and at some stage she couldn't hear God anymore. So that's one scenario right there, right? What soul wounds have you not healed from? That's one area to check. Check why you aren't so clear on um, getting the leading and the guiding. So that's number one. Number two is not spending enough time with God. This is more than ever you know, this is the game changer. Are you spending time with God? I'm not just talking about on a Sunday. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Do we only go to God when we want things? Let, let's keep it real. Or do we actually go in his presence, not say a word, not ask for anything, and just listen who, who comes to mind? If he says, you know what, Megan, contact Sasha and tell Sasha that I love her. I hear the word but I'm not acting on it. I'm not being obedient. So when I don't call Sasha, the next time it gives me instruction, the voice gets softer and softer because I'm grieving the Holy Spirit now. So those are just two scenarios that I can give you right now. How are you spending time with God? And then where is the soul wound that you haven't dealt with? Those are two of the common things that I've seen um, with women that I've spoken to. Wow. Super, super powerful. And, and I completely agree. Like so much of what you said, again, it's just like so resonating with my testimony with, with my walk. Right. Um, and so I think that there's, there's really something in this for the listeners, because what you're saying is, is, is almost exactly what I would say, right. That's what I would coach somebody through. And, 
And I love that you had said the Lord assigned me to be the coach, to be a coach. And, and I feel the exact same way. I was, I was in a situation where I was deep in prayer and he said, offer coaching. And I was like, wait, what? No, not me. I'm, I'm not a coach. What? I don't even know anything about the coaching industry. Like, what is this? Um, and so I'm like, I'm not a coach because I want to be a coach. If I were to pick a career, this would not be the one that I would say, Hey, I, I love it. I'm blessed to be here. It is so amazing. Um, and, and I hear that what you're saying about the Holy spirit too. I'm like, yes, comforter, friend, advocate, guide, like there, there's so much in that. And, and I love that you said the Holy spirit is a person, right? That's the Trinity. Like God was in relationship with Jesus, the son and the Holy spirit, like all in one. Um, and so, yes, I love this that you're saying too, is, is to catch your thoughts. Right. And you, you gave us a lot of powerful questions. So listeners, ladies, if you have a notepad, maybe pause it, earmark what time this is, uh, on the show, come back and write these down. Maybe I'll even put them in the show notes, but you said, what is causing the gap? Have I put up a defense? What is my mindset like? What soul wounds do I have? Are you spending time with God? Enough time with God, right? You had said every single day. Intentional time. Yes, intentional time. And I I fully agree. And, And do you only go to God when you want things? And I may have shared this on the podcast before, but I remember I grew up in a like no, no faith in the home. And then we went to a a legalistic church and it was very much religion for, for a part of my childhood growing up. And then again, no church. And so I did learn, you know, that Jesus was the son of God, that John 316 verse, right. Came to die and save us from our sins when I went to that church, but that was kind of the only thing. And then I lived a life according to whatever I wanted. And I remember the beginning of our infertility journey when I would start my cycle month after month. And I just remember through that season, just like praying for God or praying to God, not for him, but for this child that I wanted, because this is what I wanted. Never, never understanding anything about scripture, about the character of God, not being in relationship with him. It was this you were saying like prophecies become this hokey, hocusy pocusy type thing where it was like God was this fairy tale, fairy godfather, like mm-hmm. in my thoughts. Right. And so I was only going to him because of things that I wanted, like grant me my wishes in a sense. And I love this. Um, it's funny enough because this is uh, the the devotion that I was reading this morning was by um, Tara Lynn St. Eileen. And a quote from hers that I absolutely love. I've, I've mentioned it multiple times. She said, seek God for his presence, as in sitting with him, not his presence, his gifts. But, but those come naturally, right? When we go to him, like he is, he is quick to pour those into us. And so I love that you'd talked about um, even, even being obedient in the small as well. And I think there's so much to that, right? Cause you're like, if he said, call Sasha and and say this to her, or he points out to you, like puts it on your heart, pay for that person in the drive through behind you, or, you know, give this man on the side of the road, a granola bar. Like we need to be obedient in those things. And then that's how we recognize you know, those, those pushes and those pulls that the Holy spirit really moving in our heart and speaking to us. 
And then it becomes bigger and louder and more evident, right? And and I think even just being obedient in those really small steps, they just light that next step for us. And and they yeah. make the voice of God and, and those those Holy Spirit pushes so much louder so that we are able to be more obedient. And Megan, when we first started talking before we hit record, um, I had kind of asked that question, you know, like, uh, I'm like, how did I ask this question? What, how does somebody get to this point of like hearing the Holy spirit? And you're like, wow, that was like a mind blown moment for me because you're like, I've just been living in this. Like, and I feel like myself as well, you know, where, where it's almost a blind spot. You mean everybody doesn't like hear the Lord speaking in their life and say, okay, yes, Lord, I'll do that. But, but I do believe there are so many that are like, like God literally puts something right before you. And you're just like, yeah, but I'm going to let my fear or my past hurts or these limiting beliefs about myself. I'm going to put those on God too. And what he's speaking. And so I love that you shared your testimony in this. You share those powerful questions to ask and I know that you've got a lot to probably respond to what I just said too. So I'm going to give it back to you. Like, I don't even know how much time we have. I've got so much to say, but I'm, I'm just going to keep it according to, the, to what we're speaking about. Um, but I just seems that I need to see what I, what I see in my program. Um, I'll just give it to you, like, um, if I may. Um, just a few steps of how to, how to manage your thoughts, because this was a big thing for me. I... Um, I, I, there was a journey for me to renew my mind, you know, when um, God speaks about the book of Romans. So it starts right there. If you can control your mind and the thoughts that come in your mind, you can control the world. You can become anyone. I'm not speaking about manifesting right now. I'm speaking about aligning yourself with the living word of God. And it all boils down to our kingdom identity. If you know that there's a difference between having an orphan mindset and stepping into sonship. When we step into sonship, we acknowledge that we are belong to a royal priesthood. When we step into sonship, we acknowledge that we are ears of Christ. We are co-laborers. We are co-creators um, with God, right? So it starts there. When we don't know who we are, that is when we're sitting with all these problems. That is when we can't hear the voice of God. That is when we struggle with our purpose. That is when we struggle to, to fulfill our destiny because we are flowing from a place of legit and illegitimacy. So it's almost like you don't, you have a father, but you really haven't stepped into that yet. Um, God is there, but you haven't really tapped into it yet. God wants to give you his grace, but you don't want to receive it because you have all these things that's clogging it. You have all these mindsets you're thinking about. These people that are sitting with mental health issues because we don't deal, like I said, with trauma and all these things. So uh, some of the steps that I that I shared with, with some of my clients, it was really breakthrough. They still speak about it. And it's something that even myself as a coach, I use. And the Holy Spirit downloaded this into me when Micah, which is a mindset coach, she said something um, during one of her sessions um, and that activated these steps inside of me because I believe when gifts come in a room, you pull out stuff out of one another, right? Um, you unlock one another. You unlock each other's giftings because of the anointing that flows. So what was unlocked inside of me are these steps. And the first one is you need to catch the thought at its onset. 
right? I can share this with you again if you want to share it with your community. But catch the thought at its onset. So when you have it, before it even festers, before it even becomes an action, you need to catch it. How do you do that? You ask yourself, this thought that I'm having, is this the characteristics and the nature of God? Right there and then, before it even wants to do anything or become a word or an, or, or an action. You can catch it. Yes, you can. Can you manage your thoughts? Yes. Do you know why we don't do it? Because the church hasn't taught us how. They only said it in your mind. Well, that's not your fault, is it? So we need to come back to a place where we take the control back of our thoughts because we weren't taught how to think when we grew up. Things were told to us. That is why we've succumbed to cultural stereotypes and tradition, which is in contradiction to the word of God. I don't believe in second-hand faith. I don't believe in second-hand knowledge. I believe in opening the Bible for myself. In the season, we need to open the Bible for ourselves and ask for revelation, right? We cannot only consume the words from those around us, but we need to go and test the spirit and we need to control and check the word for ourselves. So right then, then if you if you know the nature of God, if you know he is Jehovah Jireh, if, he, if you know he is Jehovah Rapha, if you know he is Jehovah Nisi, that he heals, right? That he takes you out of the pit and, and transforms your life. That's power right there. Because I know what he saved me from. Because I couldn't do it. When I was in addictions, I couldn't take myself out of the addiction. He had to come and pull me out of it, out of the dark place that I was in, that's only because of the power of God, the dunamis power of God, right? I couldn't do it on my own because greater is he that lives within you than he that's in the world. So the spirit that resides inside of you is so powerful, but it needs to be awakened. And you need to say, yes, Lord, awaken the spirit inside of me. And something that I would love to share with you, could it be that you are maybe in you are sleeping spiritually and you are in a slumber. And I just want to prophesy over you that you that spirit inside of you will wake up, that it will be activated. And if you are in a slumber, that the Holy Spirit, even right now where you are, will awaken you, will awaken the gifts inside of you. I prophesy over you that you will unmute yourself and stop hiding, daughter. Yes, and stop amen. <laughs> I am over here just like preach girl preach like <laughs> that so that was so yeah. powerful yeah <laughs> I love it like I I just have so many notes that I'm taking like well while you're talking over here 100% I agree like scripture talks about the renewing of your mind and taking every thought captive and, and just recently having this, like, it is an ING, it is an active and living continual thing. And, and I love what you're talking about. You know, there's just so much here. You're like, we're, we're not catching our thoughts. A, a big part of it is the church hasn't taught us how. And, and even you said this, it's so crazy because I've already prepared content for my, my social media, right? Little quotes or whatever else. And you've literally said them like in this podcast recording. 
And one of the things I'm was... Like, I'm like trying to hold back here. I'm like, right. okay, Megan, just, right. yeah, I'll just sit on that. <laughs> and so um, one of the things that you had said is like, we weren't taught how to think. And that's, that's one of the quotes is, you know, that I, that I had shared from somebody was that children are taught what to think instead of how to think. And I think that's a, that's a miss, uh, a misgiving that we're doing. Um, but I just loved how you're like, open your Bible for yourself. And and you talked about, you know, you were referencing the names of God. I have this kind of cheat sheet chart where it's like, okay, who is God? Like, what does his word say about who he is? And if that is not what you're believing, then, then you've got a, a shaky foundation. You're not on that cornerstone. You are on that shifting sand. So you need to know who is God and who is he to you? I think he's the same to all of us, right? But the who is he to you is going back to that that church hurt, to that trauma, to those addictions and allowing him to come and pull you out of those mistruths, pull you out of those lies. John 10, 10 is kind of the verse that started my business. And it's just a reminder. It's like a life verse for me. It is the thief that came to steal and kill and destroy. And we have to stop living under that. We have to shift and, and step into that abundance because Christ came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And when he left, he gave us his spirit. And I love that you had kind of ended on that, that prayer over all of us to have the Holy Spirit activated and awakened in us to wake up and come out of this slumber because there's so much power in the Holy Spirit, but we have to be willing to, to get out of our own way. And um, you had said, you know, we have to, our identity has to be as a child of God. We have to step into that sonship. We have to believe that we are heirs and co-creators with God. He is a creator and we are his hands and feet here on earth. And, and to me, like my words, one of the first lessons, when you come into my program, you were talking about, this is, this is in your program. I bet they're so closely related. (laughs) Like the first lesson is integrity. And we have to live in integrity with who God says we are, not all the junk that we have standing in the way. And so, Megan, wow, I am like, I am fired up here. I am like (laughs) just ready to go and attack the day. Um, I thank you so much for sharing with us. I feel like we could sit here and go on probably for hours. We'll probably have to have a, um, like a conference one day where, where we can. (laughs) And just go back and forth sharing this power. So Megan, if people want to connect with you, they want to know more about you, more about your program, more about your coaching, more about everything that you have to share. I love following you on social media. Like where can people find you and connect with you? Thanks, Asha. So um, they can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Purpose Midwife. And then on Instagram as well, also Purpose Midwife, and then also um, author Megan Brainer. So any of those two, they'll be able to to, um, to see all my stories and some of the, my encouragements. Yes. And y'all follow her because in the beginning we talked about she is a two-time international bestselling author from your socials. That's about to be three pretty soon because you are being obedient to what God is calling you to step out in. And um, I will include all these links for her Instagram and Facebook and everything in the show notes. So listeners will be able to just go, you know, scroll down to the show notes and click on that. Um, 
Wow. Thank you so much for, for just this powerful conversation that you've blessed us with today. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I hope listeners, you had a notepad or you're going to come back and listen to this again to take notes um, because this, this has the power, this conversation right here to change your life. And so uh, thank you again, Megan. Thank you to the listeners. And I hope you all have a God blessed day.